0: Hey, what's up, spiritually abused survivors, wounded friends, worship leaders and pastors alike, thanks for joining us here. Uh, want to speak with you about a few things that have really been bugging me, and I'm going to start making clearer on the other sites that I lead. Now, thank you, first of all, for subscribing to the podcast, checking us out on our socials, Confessions of a Worship Leader. Which you can find us again on Instagram, Threads, Twitter, or X, sorry, as well as, of course, Facebook and YouTube. So here's, here's what really occurred to me. Okay. Some of you know that I lead a ministry called Worship Team Training. And I've done that since 2004, a very successful ministry in my opinion, of helping worship teams and leaders within worship. And what we do is equip the worship teams and their leadership to really understand the dynamics of not just music making, but worship leading and helping hearts, leading them to God within prayer, sung prayer. And really understanding our Bible before we lead worship so that when we, when we do lead worship, we have biblical intent that's also composed of empathy and understanding. Wow, it seems like pretty simple and basic, right? But you may know, may not know that there's a lot of worship leaders and pastors that really just don't give a rip about that stuff. It's more of a, well, let's just get to the music and let's just get to getting people in the doors, and let's just get to the meat of why we do church because basically we're just trying to get butts into the seats. I'm sorry, but that's really the reality for a lot of most churches. Not every church. Not every church is like that. But for those who have been, here's the key word, spiritually abused, that is how it happens. And so why, we ask the question, why is music such the big focus and the preaching show that's more like a motivational speech? Why are those things becoming more uh, of the spotlight than God himself? Well, it's very easy because when we turn the spotlight on other things that's not of God and we focus on ourselves, well, that's the whole point. Then it's easy for us to deflect things like real hurt, true pain, tragedy, trauma, heartache, all those things that people really just don't want to deal with, and so we just candy coat it and put it on stage, well, that's a lot easier to swallow, isn't it? And plus, when you're putting the focus on something else other than God, then God becomes lesser of that focus. It's pretty simple. So here's the deal. The thing that I've been struggling with is, you know, I'm leading worship team training, and for more than 20 years, people have known me for leading worship teams and yes, we talk about how to play guitar better and stuff, yada yada but I've always been about more of the heart and I've always been more and still am about the biblical and empathetic intent of why we lead worship so um, I'm sitting in my car as I'm driving to my destination and all these thoughts came to mind. I'm like, well, you know what? We need to be sharing and talking more about this on worship team training. And so, for the past two weeks, I've been creating more content on worship team training to start addressing spiritual abuse. Because here's what I found even as I make content for Confessions of a Worship Leader, did you know that I have worship leaders that will not? like or subscribe to this channel you may be one of them and for very good reason because i've been told well my worship you know in my worship ministry people follow me and i don't want them to know that i'm listening or liking this content because i don't want to be ousted especially when it comes to my pastor i don't want my pastor knowing that i'm liking this stuff because i don't want them to think that I'm in some kind of conspiracy to either get them out or maybe I'm not on the team. And most importantly, they tell me, Brandon, I don't want to lose my position. I don't want to lose my job over this. Wow. Bombshell. So I understand that mind-blowing experience because that was me. And so here's what I want to do. I'm just going to bust it, man. I mean, the thing is... When we talk, we heal. When we get it out into the open, we begin a dialogue and a conversation of important necessities of real hurt, uh, addressing issues that need to be resolved. And I think what we've done for far too long as the pastoral leadership for the past 20 years, we've been pushing this stuff away. It doesn't walk like us, talk like us, look like us. So we're not going to address it, especially we're not going to address it from the pulpit. Instead, behind the pulpit doors, we're going to persecute others for these – we're we're going to persecute others about spiritual abuse because we're going to call it sin because they got sin in their lives. And that's the reason why they are so traumatically – exposed to things or maybe they've caused other kind of ruckus within their church circles or they're causing a problem in ministry. You know what, I call BS on that because maybe what is it that we're really doing here as a church? Maybe if you look deeper within the heart of people, you may find out that there's really more things going on than just attending or not attending your church. I mean, that's what gets me on fire because that's what happened to me when I was on staff. And I've seen way too many even church parishioners and members and just regular guests that have been broken by these things. And so here's what we've done. From a leadership standpoint, we put it in the corner. And so we've gone on for these past 20 years not dealing with these things. And that's the reason why we color coat, sugar coat, our worship stages and what we do within church because it's so easier not to address the elephant in the room right and i think for far too long now worship leaders have become they've gone under the same gauntlet because they're so afraid and i get it because i've been a worship leader for more than 25 years and i understand you don't want to lose your job if you subscribe to these kind of ideologies that we're talking about, which are really just biblical, when it comes down to getting people the help that they need, ministering them uh, where they are by helping heal their soul. I mean, doesn't that sound biblical? I mean, doesn't that sound like the real true need of what we need to be doing as a worshiping community? It seems ironic that we're even have to address it to say, hey, this is real ministry here. It's just it's, – its I just find I'm dumbfounded by it. I just don't understand. But that's only because we've put this away so far in the corner and we don't want to deal with it that it's become the undisturbed problem. So what do we do about it? We have to start talking about it, I believe, as a worship com- worshiping community and even bring it forefront to the pastoral community. Look, here's the thing. If you're too scared about what's happening in your church because you're afraid you're going to be ousted, maybe this is the right time for you to be ousted. Maybe this is just not the right church where you need to be. And I know – look, in my life, I've, I've thought, well, you know what? I'm going to continue being in my ministry and not addressing these things because not only do I want to keep my job, but maybe if I just don't talk about it, it's not as prevalent. You're doing the same thing that the pastors are doing. You're trying to bury this hurt and bury the images of it and the optics to change it to look like something else so you don't have to deal with the deep problem. Uh, Buddies, let me tell you, that just makes it worse and worse because now these problems go unaddressed and it's like any other kind of abuse it will surface it will rear its head and due time and when it does you don't want to be around it so then how do we how do we prevent that from happening well we begin talking about it we begin having conversations and a part of that conversation is look i'm going to tell you this don't then you don't have it in your church where you're at seek out people and help on the outside of your church that's where it begins and just go to some trusted either other worship leader or leader in the church or even a counselor that you know or a good friend and just ask the question hey am i crazy because this is what's happening and then just talk about it you will be amazed and surprised of who knows what and their experiences too they may look right back at you and go you know what That happened to me too. Guys, I'm living proof of it. (laughs) Ask me. I'll tell you. This is what's happened to me. You think I just do confessions of a worship leader out of a vacuum? No. I was spiritually abused 25 years ago, exactly when I began ministry. Because I thought I had to do things a certain way and a certain route to be under this manipulation by the pastor to make things work so that I can be qualified as a worship leader? Give me a break. That was my spiritual abuse, and then that got me into it, and I was just, you know, um, bamboozled and delusioned all of my, most of all my ministry life. And I've had to unwork it. So, if you want somebody to talk to, and maybe no one is the right safe person hey come to me dm me right here and we'll have a conversation we'll talk many of you have already done that and i've spoken with a lot of you offline and look you don't have to get help here i just encourage you to get help somewhere so let's begin the conversation and we're going to get this out now anyway guys hey that's what i got today thanks for listening. Uh, please subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already so that you can get all the updated news, info, and talks as we drop them here on this uh, space where you found where you get all your podcasts. So thanks very much for joining me. I'm Brandon Dempsey, Confessions of a Worship Leader, and see you back here next time.